Good afternoon, Packers fans. Welcome to your Packers Daily Chat on a Sunday. Bonus coverage for you folks. Uh, Packers holding a practice over at Ray Nitschke Field out of the eyes of the prying public. But media was there. Friends and family were there as well, up and down the sideline. Um, it was mostly a walkthrough practice. So Matt, I believe, doing uh, Packers fans a solid by not having them out there to watch a bunch of guys essentially walk around for about an hour, hour and a half, what have you. But there were some more, there was a more competitive period towards the end, so we got to see a little bit of ball. But for the most part, a lot of drill work, a lot of technique work, getting those guys back out on the field, but not pushing it too much. Uh, just go through a few things I saw, uh, starting with uh, David Bakhtiari not practicing. He spent the first portion in the Hudson Center, as is his want when he doesn't practice. He came out and observed things uh, pretty much through the second half, but no, there's no cause for concern. Can we stop asking that question every time David isn't out there? Because it comes up on my Twitter feed every single time. Folks, they're just keeping him fresh, essentially. This is the day-by-day, keep-him-healthy routine that you can expect pretty much to be the norm for the rest of his time in Green Bay, Wisconsin. Um, Jair Alexander did a lot of individual warm-up stuff, uh, did the stretching, and then was working off to the side with Eric Stokes with a trainer. Uh, he is not even dealing with. Uh, he is coming off of a groin injury that he is just being, they are just being incredibly careful about. There's no long-term concern whatsoever. Just no real need to push him uh, this point in the summer. And we've seen Carrington Valentine step up and take all those reps with the ones in his place. And I got to say, that's probably a great thing. Get those development snaps for your young rookie cornerback. Um, Rashawn Gary did his first kind of line working with the ones in team walkthrough stuff. No running, no doing any of the competitive stuff, but it's the first time we've seen him even line up with the squad when they were just kind of at the very beginning of practice walking through things. Gary was out there with the ones, an encouraging sign, no question about it. Um, Continuing a theme of keeping very important players kind of on the shelf, so to speak, when things get competitive, Elton Jenkins sat out the two-minute drill at the end when things were pretty much at their highest, most competitive uh, throughout practice. But, again, nothing to worry about. He's not even dealing with any injury. They're just keeping him safe. No need to uh, push him out there. They're trying to get a lot of other younger guys some reps, including uh, Rashid Walker. Surprisingly, I think, if you polled everyone on the sideline in the media, Rashid Walker getting uh, an extensive look with the ones both in walkthrough and in team stuff and in the two-minute drill. So something to look for there. Rasheed Walker, I think, has had a good start to camp and then I think had a very promising uh, outing in Cincinnati on Friday night. He was with the ones for, the, I would say, the majority of the time that they were doing any kind of teamwork. So uh, something to look for. Uh, pretty much uh, starting to think that this kid, you know, he's, they brought him along second year, starting to develop a little bit. So... Uh, We'll see how much that continues and how long uh, he's able to be out there when David isn't, um, because clearly he's not taking David's job anytime soon. But it's great to see him get some run with the first team. Um, Just a couple other notes. Uh, Like I said, a lot of this was half speed, maybe starting to get to three quarters at points. Um, At one point in red zone work, they ran an incredibly cool play out of the pony package, which is where you have Aaron Jones and – A.J. Dillon lined up in the backfield together. Um, really creative. I'm not going to talk too much about it. Obviously, I want it to be a successful play for the Packers at some point this year. But if I see it this season, I will let I will remind everybody this was a really cool play that they put in 
uh, back in August. It was very uh, deceptive, and it was just very cool, and it, it definitely got the defense. So uh, something to watch for this season. Um, and one other thing, at the end, during two-minute work, uh, Jordan Love did a good job of driving the team down the field, got the touchdown on a really good catch, a uh, sliding catch by Jaden Reed in the end zone over the outstretched arms of Keyshawn Nixon. Uh, they went for two, couldn't quite get the two-point conversion, uh, but a really nice two-minute drill from Jordan Love. Then the twos got out there. Sean Clifford uh, had a really nice play down the field for what looked like a touchdown uh, to Tucker Craft, who made an incredible catch, basically surrounded by three defenders, uh, brought it in. But sadly, it didn't count because they had decided that Sean Clifford would have been sacked. And then on the next play, he would have been sacked again. Uh, Brent Cox uh, took advantage of Royce Newman, and that was the end of the two-minute drill for the twos. So some ups, some downs, uh, but that's kind of an overview of what I saw. Again, I'm sure you guys will have questions, and if I saw it, I'll talk about it. Um, if not, there's a lot going on, so you don't get to see every single thing. Um, but it was good to see them back out there. Obviously, yesterday was a day off. Now they're back on the practice field. Uh, we have another public practice tomorrow, but there is a pretty significant weather front coming through. So if you're in the Green Bay area or if you're not in Green Bay and you were planning on maybe driving to Green Bay to attend practice, I would definitely keep your eye on the weather and keep your eye on the Packers' social media to see if the practice will be public or not. Um, last thing I looked at, the weather, really significant weather, isn't supposed to hit until early afternoon, so maybe they try to get that early 10.30 a.m. practice in before it happens. Um, but just something to look for if you're planning on coming to practice. Hello to everybody in the comments section. So good to see you, everybody. Hope you're all doing well. Uh, we got Chris right off the bat with a super chat. What's up, man? Thanks so much. I think they tried to get back in this week for Jordan to have his starting O-line. Did Nyman play right tackle against the Bengals, or is that hard to do with Bakhtiari out? Yeah, I didn't see him take many, if any, right tackle snaps on Friday night. I know he was manning left tackle with Zach uh, playing right. Uh, but, yes, I would suspect if you're talking about this week when the Patriots come to town – I'd be very surprised if Bakhtiari isn't out there. Um, I think part of the reason they're arresting him today and most likely tomorrow uh, is for that very reason. You know, he's got to get some practice in. Uh, and when there is competitive periods against another team, you definitely want him out there. So, yeah, I would suspect he probably is at least for one of those practices out there on the football field. Don Vito, thanks for the super chat, man. Greatly appreciate it. If I hear fans say Clifford over love one more time, I'm jumping in the Fox River. It's funny you say that, Don Vito, because... You know, I have seen I have seen one or two people try to advocate for Sean Clifford, oh, he should or he could be eventually the starter over Jordan Love. Now, any I'm going to say intelligent, any thinking Packers fan knows that that's fantasy, right? That's not going to happen. But I understand how people get excited about a guy and want him to play and think, "Oh, he's got a shot," right? Of course it's ridiculous. I will say, though, I find at this point, we're about 48 hours after the game, that there are more people decrying the people saying that than there are actually people saying that. Like, man, don't gas them up. They're foolish, and let them live in a fool's fantasy land. That's fine. Like, they're not hurting anybody. I just got no time for it, you know. H. Carrington, what's up, man? Thanks for the Super Chat. Somehow I had a feeling this Carrington guy would be a stud. Can we get on the field in sub packages, or is he just an outside corner? That's an interesting question. So far, I've only seen him run on the perimeter uh, as far as their utilization of him. 
I haven't seen him do much along the in, you know kicking inside, but uh, yeah, I, I think there's got to be a chance, right? Uh, if he's your dime back, which you got to think he probably will be with Jair and Rasul outside, uh, you've got uh, Nixon there in the slot, and then when they do go to dime, he's probably coming off the bench as number four. I think they'll mix and match. I think some of it will be matchup dependent. Some of it will be call scheme dependent, but he'll be out there uh, if and when they go to dime. Zero doubt about it. Now, can he hold up inside? I don't know, but can they live with like a handful of snaps from him on the interior? Yeah, I think they'll be okay. Um, kid's got good instincts and good ball, ball skills, and sure, certainly didn't look too big for him on Friday night. I mean, it's just a first step, but very, very encouraged by what we saw. Jano, 7404. What a handle. Thanks for the super chat. Anyone you think can flash into Davis's special teams role? I mean, nobody leaps to mind. That's one of the things you got to watch for, though, over the course of this week, right? Both in practice and especially in the game um, here in Lambeau next weekend. Who is kind of elevated to that role? I mean, as far as like, who do I think? Man, I, I'm not breaking down special teams tape from practice, mostly because it's not available to me, but also because – I have a life, but I will say that people undoubtedly will be kind of watching that over the course of this week to see who is like maybe getting a few more reps that weren't getting it before. And it doesn't have to be a tight end. That's the other thing. It could come from anywhere on the roster and it might give somebody who maybe one of the running backs who, who desperately is trying to make the squad as the third back. Maybe they step to the four, you know, um, but I, I will say it's going to be tough to beat up Patrick Taylor. But um, I think that's a pretty wide-open kind of competition, so to speak, to try and make up those reps, right? Because, as you indicate, he was on all, most, almost all those teams, all those units for special teams. So uh, there will definitely be some adjustments there. Kevin, thanks for the Super Chat. Nags, I, brought, I bought Packers Patriots ticks from Ticket King, and when the individual transferred them to me, turns out the person was James Lofton. What? Say what? Say what? Say what? Dude, that's amazing. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. That's amazing. 
Philip, thanks for the super chat. Musgrave is a stud. I mean, Philip, I can't, how can, how, what am I going to say? No? Yeah, I mean, he looks pretty damn good, right? Now, I will say I was pleasantly surprised by some of his blocking on Friday night, including the uh, nice block he had down there in the red zone at one point. But still a long way to go. Still a long way to go in that regard. But you can see the explosiveness, right? You can see why they liked him. You can see how they're going to definitely be utilizing him. Uh, Love hit him on a nice crosser today in uh, two minutes. Uh, kind of, you know, good chunk play there. Uh, he is, sky's the limit for the kid. Uh, no question about it. Soder, what's up, man? Thanks for the super chat. Where did that Jonathan Ford come from? I was talking about him on the sideline today. He had such a nice game on Friday night. No doubt about it. And hey, man, draft and develop, right? That's what it's about. Now, for you know, there were guys who took steps forward, I thought, on Friday night. Uh, who had really nice games, such as Jonathan Ford. And then on the flip side, there are guys who I thought were having a really nice camp, like Sean Ryan, who had probably a dis- what you would call a disappointing outing. Uh, I thought he had did some nice things as well, but probably wasn't an extension of what we had seen so far in camp. But, yeah, Jonathan Ford. How about the disruption there, huh? number of times he's on the uh, other lo- side of the line of scrimmage instantly. That's a big man causing big problems for the offensive line. Love to see it. Chris, thanks for the super chat. J-Lo is throwing rocket balls against the Bengals. At times, yeah, I thought he had a couple that he also put some nice touch on. But, yeah, it, he can sling it, dude. Uh, the one, my probably one of my favorite throws from the whole game from Jordan was the where Jaden Reed is coming and sits down in the zone on the, towards the left sideline but throttles it down and, you know, Love just zips it in there. It's a really nice throw into a, a pretty – you know, a tightening window, and he got it right in there. Love to see it, baby. Love to see it. What else we got here, folks? What else we got? We got all those. Got all that. <laughs> see? There it is. Clifford, QB1. Now, just refer to what I was saying earlier about people living in fantasy land, and you don't have to worry about it. How did Raji play? Let me tell you, BJ Raji was a force to be reckoned with when he played. Rick Harris says, Royce Newman looks like he's going to be unemployed soon. Good kid. So sad. Okay, the thing with Royce is I, I don't understand what people thought he was. I, like, never expected him to be a frontline starter at, at any point. Like, he had a up-and-down rookie year. He had an up-and-down kind of career so far. And they've drafted a lot of offensive linemen. Some of them are developing. Some of them are not, including... Royce Newman. Um, but, man, I had so many people. I was like, why is he out there in the fourth quarter of a preseason game? It's because he's Royce Newman. He needs the work. It's just the, I'm not saying this is what you're saying here because I, I get what you're saying. I'm just, in general, I've had a lot of kind of noise about Royce Newman in my mentions. I got one email about it, and I'm like, I don't get what people thought he was. I, I don't know. I don't know. Zach, thanks for the super chat. Watching Clifford for the first time was refreshing, though. He has a rhythm to his play style. It's upbeat and fun to watch, but it's J-Lo time. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, Tyler, who's here but not in the room at the moment, was having fun with it online Friday night, calling him Mini Favre. You know, like, he was definitely, you know, keeping plays alive. He made a bunch of plays outside the pocket. You love to see it. Um, and, you know, the interceptions are tough, but as Matt said today, and we talked about it on Friday night after the game, you know, that one, that the second one that goes to Kraft, you want Kraft to fight for that ball a little bit more. Matt reiterated that today in his presser. 
Um, and I think the first interception is not, I don't kill him for that either because the rush is ru- instantly at his, basically in his lap. And he knows where his outlet is. He knows where that crosser is underneath. Just, you know, he made a poor throw. There's zero doubt about that. He needed to put a little bit more on it. But, um, yeah, he's a gamer, as Matt said last week. I think he's a bit of a gamer, and you certainly showed that. <laughs> you certainly showed that on Friday night. Now, of course, the problem with the gamers in the world uh, is that that sometimes, oftentimes, that is not sustainable, where you have a lot of success and or productivity, and you've made a bunch of plays, and you get really excited, but then you come back the next time, and the gaming aspect of it, and you know, being a gamer, well, you can't replicate that. Like, the looks are different. The, what the defense is doing is different. Like, maybe things break down in a different way, and all of a sudden, you're not looking as good. So, it's exciting. I really, and you guys know, I've said literally from my first week here, he's really surprised me. I think it's really positive, and I think, I, I know he's most likely going to be the backup this season. I'm excited for his development. But there's a lot of a lot of stuff that needs to get polished yet, you know? And he knows that. The team knows that. And he's, you know, like I said, I think probably blowing a lot of people away as far as what their expectations were already. Um, hopefully he just keeps working, keeps getting better. That's what it's all about. <laughs> I channeled Jerry Seinfeld whenever I cursed Newman on Friday. John, I have done similar, and I'm sure many other people have as well. It's kind of impossible not to. Jason, thanks for the super chat. Malik Heath style reminds me of Anquan Bolden. Ooh, now that's high praise right there. Um, I don't know if you if you did see. I asked um, Matt about Heath's big time block there on Friday night, and Matt had got very complimentary things to say of not only about Malik but all the wide receivers. Um, I believe Tyler put that up as a short here on the YouTube channel. Check it out if you want. Uh, but yeah, I feel you, man. Uh, he he's a physical dude, and he is out there to take your soul in the running game. There's zero doubt about that. We'd love to see it. Absolutely love to see it. Uh, what else we got, folks? Trayson, love didn't look bad. Yeah, I don't think he looked bad either. I mean, he had a couple throws that are probably, you know, I know he's sitting there probably kicking himself afterwards. Uh, everyone's talked a lot about the miss to Musgrave. He just rushed it, you know, and that happens. He's a young guy, and somebody asked me about it on Friday night, and I said, that is that is a play. That is the epitome of he just needs to play. You know, we've heard Brian talk about that a lot, right? Like, he just need, it's time for him to play. Like, that's a play that the next time he has that moment where he is manipulating the linebacker with his eyes and then trying to come back across his body, he's going to take a breath. He's going to make sure that his footwork is good, and he's going to follow through, and he's going to get that ball, and it's going to be right on Musgrave, you know, rather than, like, kind of hurrying it and, like, causes it to sail out in front of him, and that's why he misses it. Those are the things, right, that you can't – it's just one of those things you cannot – replicate in practice but it's good that he's out there in preseason he's got that experience now and hopefully that again next time that kind of play comes up he kind of leans into that footwork a little bit more um but yeah for the most part i thought he played pretty well jason thanks for the super chat between elton carrington and heath i love the new mentality slash physicality of this team we've been missing this for years yeah jason i mean it's early it's early. Hopefully this takes root, right, and becomes a bit of the identity for the Green Bay Packers in 2023 and beyond. I hear what you're saying. I'm all for it. I love the idea of it. But it's still very early. Well, let's hope this carries over, especially into week one, so I don't have to take any shit off Bears fans. Brandon, thanks for the Super Chat. What do you think about Barry being up in the box? Yeah, I, I talked a little bit about this, I believe, last week. Um, 
you know, look, I if it's me, and you guys should thank your lucky stars, it's not. If it's me, I want to be up in the box if I'm a defensive coordinator just to see what they're trying to do to attack different types of zones, different types of coverages. That's how I would want to view it. But I understand the idea and mentality of being on the sideline, being able to look a guy in the eye and all that stuff. It's really down to personal preference, I think. If I, if I were to sit here and say, well, he's it's so much better if you're up there. It's, you've got to be on the sideline. Like, who am I to say that? I don't know. Every situation is different. Every team has a different kind of feel and cohesion. Who knows who's looking at what up in the box when he's down on the sideline or who's doing what down on the sideline when he's up in the box. You know, it's impossible to say. So I'll tell you what, though. If he stays up in the box and they keep playing well, he should stay up in the box. That's my expert analysis right there. Jano, thanks for the super chat. What's refreshing what's refreshing seeing QB1 pointing to himself like my bad with a miss instead of blaming his receivers? Okay, I see that as I see what you're saying. I, that's that's a shot at Aaron Rodgers, but I will say Aaron was always pretty good about that. Like, you know, not 100%, and it certainly somewhat got worse as he got older and the receivers got younger and there was certainly some shots of Aaron after plays where he looked frustrated or was frustrated or yelling at guys. That happened. I'm not saying it didn't. But he also took ownership of stuff. Like he, there was plenty of times, even last year, where he would miss a throw and he'd go, "You know, me, I got it. Like no problem." Like I do think the media does him a disservice in that regard because they do like every single fucking play. They cut to Aaron. What's Aaron's reaction? What's Aaron going to look like? Blah, blah blah. Like yeah, he's going to be frustrated sometimes. Like he's going to get mad. Like he's a fucking superstar, and he's playing with kids, and he wants it perfect. Like I get it. I understand why he'd be upset. You know. So, I mean, I get what you're saying. Like I said, I'm not saying he never did that. But I do think some of that's blown out of proportion. Just a little bit. <laughs> this comment is great. I can't pronounce your name. I want Barry up. Wait, wait, where'd he go? I want Barry up in a blimp floating to the USFL head coaching gig. <laughs> you guys are ruthless. Ruthless. Um. A cousin of mine stopped watching the Packers years ago because of Rodgers blaming everyone but himself. It's a common opinion. Yeah, like I said, I don't doubt it's a common opinion. But I also, like I said, think the media has done him a bit of a disservice in that regard, especially television producers. But uh, that's just my opinion. John, thanks for the super chat. Clifford, quote, undraftable, score one more for the draft industrial complex. Keep them up, baby. Anytime you can rip the dick, you got to do it. I love it. Shadid, thanks for the super chat. We got to eliminate the holding penalties. Oh, Shadid is here bitching about holding in the preseason. I love it. Die hard. Man, that's what practice is for. It's the preseason. Just calm yourself. Calm yourself. It's going to be all right. promise it's going to be okay. Larry, is that rookie running back for real? I was blown away by that run with that run. Uh, Wilson, I mean, he's legit. No doubt about it. But, man, he's got to do all the other things if he's going to make the team. And I haven't seen him on many special teams units, which is where he would make the team. And I have no idea about his pass blocking. I haven't really seen him had to stick his nose in there yet. You know, pick up a blitz, eliminate a blitzing linebacker or safety. Those are the things that are getting him on the team rather than that big run. The big run was amazing. Don't get me wrong. Very exciting stuff. But that's not what's going to have him make the team. He's got to ball out on special teams, and he's got to be able to pick up the blitz. That's just point blank. 
Uh, Mike, where was 90 on Friday? That's a very good question, Mike. Very quiet debut. Very quiet. Now, there can always there can be a ton of reasons for that, right? Who knows as far as the rhythm of the quarterback getting the ball out, what the play calls were going away from him, maybe uh, they're running at him. Who knows? But he was a little quiet. A little quiet. You really saw Cox was a lot more active in that regard. Now, he was going against much more, way more down the depth chart competition, but yeah, very quiet day, de- very quiet debut for ninety. Very quiet. Uh. <laughs> Kaylee, never been to Green Bay, but finally going to get to Lambeau for the Pats game. Not relevant to the convo. Just wanted to share, Kaylee. That is a thousand percent relevant. Here at Packers Daily, we talk about the Green Bay Packers. Anything about the Green Bay Packers, including Kaylee coming to Lambeau for the first time to watch a preseason game against the Patriots. Awesome. Absolutely awesome. Uh, Thoughts on Carl Brooks this far? Kevin, uh, I think they got somebody who can contribute probably a little sooner than they anticipated. A long way to go yet. We'll see what this gauntlet kind of rings out of him as far as, you know, coming off a preseason game and then practice today, practice tomorrow, two joint practices in the game. We'll see how he gets through this week, but I, I think they got a player, and I think they got a guy who, again, will probably be, or if, you know, if he continues on doing what he's been doing, somebody who could probably contribute a little bit more earlier than they expected. Earlier than I expected, definitely. Do we give Crosby a call if things get shaky? Darren, I, you know, I've been asked this a million times. If he's missing kicks like left and right in like the first game or two, maybe. But I think they're going to give him all the rope in the world. That's just my guess. All right, everybody, I got to get going. I can't thank you enough for hanging out and talking Packers each and every day, Monday through Friday, and sometimes Sunday when there's practice here on the Cheesehead TV social channels. Please, please do me a monster favor. Hit like on the video, subscribe to the channel, and then tell your friends and tell your family. Cheesehead TV, we are devoted to Green Bay Packers fans worldwide. Thanks a lot, everybody. I'll see you tomorrow. Go Pack Go. (laughs) 